this is very unprofessional of me, but I'm whilst we're just starting here, I'm going to finish off a game of uh, medieval total war. Okay. Yeah, not a problem. Absolutely, it's good that we can spend this quality time together. <laughs> Hold on, I'll save it. I'm going to save it. No, 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 no. You go ahead. You go ahead. We've got twelve. No. You've got twelve minutes. You're early. You're early. No, we're already. Enjoy this Hold time. On. Enjoy. Enjoy a bit of calm time. I'm, I'll be honest with you. It's these, these damn Mongols, Paul. Get everywhere, do they? They're just, they're just annoying. They're just very annoying. Hold on. Right, come on, you boys. You just come down here. Right. Now they're up on a wall, right? They're up on a wall. Hey! Victory. Beat the Mongols. Welcome to another episode of the Movie Chef podcast, where we make a meal out of movies. I'm your host, Tebs. With me is my executive host, my partner in crime, my friend. Hello, friend. I'm not your fucking friend, you pervert. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm up for this tonight. This is an episode where we are going to be uh, reviewing and spoiling uh, The Eternals. uh, Very much so spoiler. We are going to fucking spoil this. Um... So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, don't do like one of the listeners told me where he said, uh, I'm going to go see Venom 2 tonight. Oh, spot on, you'll have to listen to episode. Because, well, I listened to your episode and it sounded good, so I'm going to go see it. I'm like, see it. What? <laughs> see a little spoiler. He goes, I'm not really into films. He goes, I've forgotten it all already. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Fair play to him. <laughs> I, like, I like the, you know, the, how much he, wa- he wants to listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's- I haven't even seen the film, and I want to know what these guys think of it. <laughs> so, how's how's your week been? Yeah, busy, busy. Off the last couple of days, I've been playing a lot of Medieval Total War Two. Um, yeah, it's been it's been Is that interesting. It? That's genuinely, it's probably just been what it's been the last couple of days. Medieval Total War Two. Yeah, I've yeah, I've been working back at home. I think I did something the other day. Can't remember what it was. I might have left the Mike's house. It's just so point. fucking boring, isn't it? It is, isn't it? You know. Well, I thought I thought that when we got out of this lockdown, we'd all be fucking having orgies and fucking house parties and street dancing and stuff like that. There, it turns out, it turns out that like this lockdown really wasn't that much of a you know a difference from what we do anyway. I thought it was going to be like you say. I thought we were going to be partying in the street and all applauding at eight o'clock. Do you remember how how long it applauding on your doorstep at eight o'clock lasted for? Yeah, I well, you see, I I live in quite a, like a middle class area. So oh, you do. Oh, no, you do. no, no, no. I didn't quite and clap, but Rachel and the kids went out and clapped. So you know, it was very much a, uh, you know, they went went out because everybody else in the street went out because everybody else in the street would be sitting talking about you. See them fucking Mullins? Huh? Do you ever see him come out and clapping? Bastard! <laughs> what? Bet you if he gets something wrong with himself, fucking going there. I bet you he'll be the first to queue the NHS. Are you fucking right? Because I pay for it. You fucking bastard! You know what? I went home on my doorstep once uh, having a cig, and I didn't realise it was eight o'clock on Thursday mm-hmm. night. <laughs> so I went out and stood there, and then you I thought everybody like... were just applo- applauding you going out for a cigarette. Hey, <laughs> he's alive! We told hey, you. Hey, thanks. Not, I get, well, I live on a terrace, 
And uh, like three doors down, a family came out and started applauding. And then two homeless guys walked past and just went, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of area I live in, where people yeah. get told to shut up for clapping for the NHS. Um, movie week. Have we, had, have we watched any movies this week? I've watched one. I've, I've, I've watched one. I've watched. Uh, two. I've watched two. I watched uh, Red Notice. Netflix. I haven't watched Red Notice yet. It feels like a film that's made by one of those AI computers. You know, where you feed a in lot, headlines and yeah, popularity. A lot, and... a lot of, I would say, Samuel L. Jackson slash Gerard Butler slash Ryan Reynolds slash Chris Pratt. Slice a whole pile of other things. A lot of movies now are made like that for those people. Right? Who do we get into this movie? You know, this guy is a you know a wanted person, but he's not. It's a twist, and there's a twist here, and he's a good guy. And but that's all the fucking same. Every single thing's the same. I think it just goes on popularity. Who is popular at the moment? How much do we have to play with? How much? Who can we afford to get most popular, most eyes on this film? Now we're going to make a film, and it's a heist. What happens in a heist? What is the order? Oh, anyway. No, you know who we need to make a comeback? Who? Charlie Sheen. Coming it's back so... for Navy, Navy Seals. Navy Seals 5. It's not so well, is it? That's wrong, um, Has he got HIV or is it full-blown AIDS? <laughs> full-blown AIDS? <laughs> you know I what think, I mean? Is it... I, think, I think it's HIV. Right, okay. I mean, I had seen this. Also, also has been accused of raping kids. Has he? What do you mean, has he? Kids. Y- yeah. I think I missed that one. You oh, missed I'm the just... whole Corey Feldman, Corey Ham thing? Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. No, I thought you meant like, I thought you meant uh, it was a conspiracy like Clinton and... Well, Hulk. let's put it like this. Denise Richards, now I don't find anything come out of that woman's mouth that anything true, but she did say like 10, 15 years ago that he had a proclivity for that kind of stuff. And then... Oh. All of a sudden, Feldman comes out with this documentary, and you know Feldman's mother or Corey Haim's mother comes out and says, "Yeah, it's true. He molested Corey Haim." So, well, we're four allegedly, minutes in. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Oh, just constantly have to just shout allegedly, and this is just bracket. Every, if you're listening to this co- this podcast, right, just bracket every everything that comes out of my mouth to say there's allegedly going to go at the start, there's allegedly going to go at the end. All right. <laughs> Imagine somebody sat there chatting away going. Apparently, there's a co-op in Northern Ireland that sells some really nice loaves of bread. Allegedly, <laughs> 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 just all the stories that they get from it. Um, right, loads, loads of news, loads of news. Because we were, uh, I think, since I think as the more get out we get out of pandemic, the more movie news we get. I think there's yeah. a correlation between the two. Do you remember when we first started? I was literally, I was like, movie news. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember? remember has the, been written for the Ant sequel. <laughs> no. Do you remember the first, the first like fifty episodes? The only news that we had was of uh, like old directors who were molesting people or actors who were molesting people. It was like literally every single oh. person we spoke about. Like the week after, we had to come on and go, "Oh, now, now this guy's a fucking fitty Hitler." Do you mean that's totally different to how this episode just started? <laughs> 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 right. Um, Eternals and Nomadland director Chloe Zhao is reportedly close to signing a deal to direct Kevin Feige's Star Wars film for Lucas. Now, 
I don't want to spoil the review coming up. <laughs> but I think this is a fucking horrible idea. You know, I, I I get it. I get it. You know, she she is the it thing at the minute. Um, you know, I understand where they want to go with things sometimes. But if if they are, and again, this is obviously no spoilers for the, the trailer for a review later on. If they want to go down that avenue, they have a very long conversation that they need to have with Miss Zhao about the pacing of a movie. Yeah, especially if she's going to be doing uh, Star Wars. A star, yeah, a Star Wars thing that has a lot yeah. of historical background, a lot of all, you know, a lot of ancient history. Yeah. You need to balance action, well-directed yeah. action, um, with a script that is far-reaching, a far-reaching mythology where you have Entertain, to entertaining and entertaining. <laughs> all in one go. Yeah. Maybe maybe you could start by I don't know, maybe she should hire some writers that whose crowning achievement in the career so far wasn't Peter Rabbit too. I don't know. Mm. Just a thought. Um right. Leo Leo DiCaprio is mm-hmm. set to play cult leader Jim Jones for MGM. Mm-hmm. Uh it's gonna be a story about his rise to infamy. Uh, leader of the um, cult uh, in, well, up the name Jonestown in Indianapolis. The people's, they're called the People's Temple. The Paul People's right. Temple, sorry, yes. I didn't, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it resulted in the mass suicide in 1978 of over 900 people. I think this has got, I mean, with a good director on this, this has got Oscars lining up for it. I, I, can, I, I think it's quite a challenging subject. I think it's yeah. one of those characters like um, who did he play in Django? Everybody listen to this scream Leonardo DiCaprio's name. <laughs> White supremacist! He played the racist, in the, the one racist in Django Unchained. And for him to be taking on a character like this is going to be a villain, it's going to be a Wolf of Wall Street kind of you know, he's, yeah, I, I think I'm really excited about this. I, I know quite a bit about Jim Jones. I've watched several documentaries about him and I've read a few books about Jim Jones and the People's Temple. Um, it is a very interesting subject from where he started to where he ended. You know, yeah. what people what people believe of Jim Jones, everybody knows the phrase, they drank the Kool-Aid kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And this, 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 is, this is the thing that comes from, from Jim Jones yeah. now. You know, the breakdown... Wasn't well, actually a myth that it wasn't Kool Aid. It wasn't Kool Aid. It wasn't Kool Aid, but it was just it was just the quickest thing to fucking you know to do. But you know, Jim Jones and the the People's Temple kind of started. I believe it was in San Francisco uh, around the the late fifties. And Jim Jones started off as a man who believed that uh, racial equality was number one for everybody, and love and free love, and no one should be excluded because of the color of their skin or the the you know what their religion is or how they speak or how they are. You know, they started off as a very loving kind of community. Um, and then it kind of evolved into this one man, you know, roller coaster. Um, the more power that he got, you know, the, the the more ego that he got. And that's when he moved all his people to, I think it was French Guiana or Guiana that they were moved to. Um, you know, if you don't know the story of Jim Jones, there is a lot more interesting things in it, you know, other than the suicides. You know, uh, the Congressman Leo Ryan uh, is a big part of that story. Um, hearing and and watching 
the documentaries about Jim Jones and the last two days of the People's Temple is probably some of the most shocking things that you'll ever see on film. Um, because what people, obviously some people don't realize is that the suicides were all recorded on tape. Yeah, there's actually, um, I think that I'm yeah. sure I've seen it on YouTube before. I just don't yeah. want to listen. And, well, that's the thing though. And, you know, it's, it's out there. You can listen. You can listen to him telling mothers to put poison in their baby's milk. You can listen to him, you know, telling people, listen, we have to do this because they're going to come down here and they're going to kill us all. So we have to, you know, leave the earth in the way that we want to leave the earth. It is an absolutely fascinating story. Jim Jones and the People's Temple. Um, it is unbelievably mental, the last two days of that. Uh, I would encourage anyone uh, to seek out anything documentary-wise or book-wise to do with Jim Jones. I think there was there was a documentary 2005 or 2006, I think it was called Jonestown, you know, Jim Jones, Jonestown. Um, and it tells you everything about it. But the, the, the stuff with Leo Ryan is just bananas. Like absolutely, utterly bananas. Um, so yeah, we're getting a script penned by Scott Rosenberg, who's directed, uh, excuse me, co-wrote um, Con Air, High Fidelity, Jumanji, Venom. So it's a bit more. Yeah, I'm there. Um, I, I could, I could, with what these two did on Wolf of Wall Street, I could see Scorsese taking on something like this, something mm -hmm. different. It's the anti-hero lead that Scorsese See, I, I, I think that goes I think they go somebody different I think they go maybe maybe like a PTA or something like that there for something like this yeah that yeah okay yeah um but I'm very looking forward to that um quick one do you want Squid Games too? um yeah good you're getting it <laughs> thank God. was that because of me you're welcome America you're welcome you're welcome. Squid Game 2, coming next year. Nobody knows anything about it yet. Move on. Um, okay, what else have we got? Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, can I just say this before anything? Called it! So Letitia Wright um, was injured on set and it caused the... It, basically, the filmed everything that could have Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um until she was able to get well and, and go back to, to filming in America. She was recovering in London. Um, and it seems now that the film has, could be further delayed from having a six-month delay already, because at the moment, the US requires all non-citizen travellers to be vaccinated. And Wright isn't vaccinated. In fact, she's quite vocal about... Yeah, she's been injured. Yeah, so there is now... <laughs> Comeback is doing bunny back. So allegedly, is this allegedly. doing right? allegedly? Allegedly, fuck it. I'll say it out. The, she's not injured. She's not injured. She's a fucking flat Earth conspiracy theorist. I I don't want to put anything into my body that I don't. I haven't studied. I haven't got. Fuck off, you fucking prick face. No one's fucking studied every fucking single vaccine. Nobody studied the back packet of a fucking Haribo packet either. You know, but you, you put those into your body, you fucking simple prick. Take the fucking vaccine. Protect everybody. Get the fuck over yourself. Get back to work. Wakanda forever. Wakanda needs her. I generally think now, from how much this has been put on, she, in the first film, she was a supporting character. Yes, she mm -hmm. was quite integral to the part. She was the cue. She was the brains, whatever. But you, Deadpool did very well of writing out 
um, Weasel, fucking, what's his name? You know, from Deadpool and Deadpool 2. Ty Miller? Who's the guy that phoned? Who's the guy from Deadpool who phoned in a bomb threat? Oh, yes. Sorry. Uh, I can't remember his name from Silicon Valley. I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, they showed that you can get rid of supporting characters, put them into the background, not use them as much. Marvel can very much um, write this character out or minimise how much is involved. You can have other people take a role in certain scenes. They can do anything. You can suddenly have fucking uh, Nick Fury come out of nowhere because it's Marvel. You can do what you want. Anyway, they've come to the point where they can't film anything else until she gets A, <clears throat> recuperated, and B, <clears throat> fucking vaccinated. I think she's the Black Panther. Yeah, oh, I think 100%. 100%. TJ Miller, no, not Ty Miller. Sorry, Ty no. Miller, if you're out there. But TJ You're very Miller. close. You're very close, whatever. People will, yeah, people understand anyway. But like, my, my whole my whole problem with this is, is this, right? You are in such a place of responsibility when you enter into the Marvel Universe, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, you are a fucking hero to kids. You're a hero to adults. You're a hero in movies, you know, because you're a member of, you know, this elite group of actors who have been chosen to go into the Marvel Universe. If you have personal beliefs on science, then that's great. A hundred percent. You you stick to your fucking guns. But if you're peddling this bullshit that you don't want to put something into your body that you haven't done the studies and the tests, well, I am sorry. You're talking out of your fucking hoop. You're talking out of your ass because, you know, I, I, I've started seeing these people who inject all this collagen bullshit into their face and fucking with tits the size of mountains and arses the sizes of fucking, you know, hills. And they're all coming out going, oh, I, I don't want to put any of this. It was only it was only un, un, untested for a year. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I don't want to put it. Fuck yourself. Go and fuck yourself. Technology has moved on so fast, so far forward. That these pathogens or these viruses are running out there, we can have technology. They have been working on things like this for so many years now. We can protect each other from it. And if you're given this bullshit narrative that you don't want to put something into your body because you've not done the study and the research, I'm sorry, it is what it is. It's bullshit. Get the fuck back to work. Um. So yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> yeah, Letitia. But, uh... I hope you're. Li- I hope you're listening, Letitia. And again, we're going to come on to why I think it's important that this is getting delayed, because I very much think that the delay of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness may, I think it's influenced and damaged some of the chronology in the MCU so far. So we'll come on to that in a bit. Um, Quick one. Star Trek's got a new film. Are we excited about Star Trek films? Yeah, depending on who's making it, depending on who's in it. Yeah. Uh, Matt Shackman is going to direct a release on the 22nd of 22nd of December 2023, which is currently the same release date as an unannounced Star Wars movie. So basically Paramount <laughs> are getting in there first and saying, we're going for it, we're making a new Star Trek and we're releasing it at Christmas. As much as I love Star Trek, as much as I love it, I, I don't believe that it would over-egg a, a Star Wars, especially if it is going to be uh, Taika's Star if Wars movie as a, well. A Taika Waititi Star Wars film, yeah, or Matt Shackman's Star Trek, yeah. I know which I'll be buying a ticket for. Sha- um, Shackman, Shackman, Shackman all the way. Shackman Overdrive. Um, what's this one here? I've got one that I want to. Uh, oh yeah, we had Disney Day. 
Disney Plus Day recently. Yeah, I, like I, I didn't ever understand Disney Plus Day. <laughs> like I thought to myself, is it a day? Is it a day where they think that people will just sign up to Disney Plus because they're going to be announcing trailers, or is it the day where they announce like like a whole pile of new content that's coming out? Because surely we just any of the interesting stuff of Disney we already know. Star Wars stuff, we already know the fucking the dotted line for the next five years. Marvel, we already know the dotted line for the next ten years of Marvel. So wh- wh- what else? Well, we had the uh, artist artists' work, artist impressions of uh, the Kenobi TV show, where we're going to get the final face off between Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. Why? Yeah. I, 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 oh. See that that. Uh, like I understand why I understand Hayden Christensen needs a revival. I think he was he, he, Star Wars. The, 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 that three movies that came out: Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith, was nothing to do with Hayden Christensen. Do you know what I mean? Like it was badly you know, served. It, yeah, it, he he was very 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 badly served in them movies, and I believe that I think that maybe he should be given a wee bit of a a bump. You know, I think. You know, yeah, he was in loop. What was that thing he was in? Jumper, and he was in Jumper, Jumper, and he was in a couple of other things. Like uh, he was in but, one called Awake, uh, Awake, where yeah. he was I'd like sort of locked in doing a. Anywho, um, I think yeah, I think I he th- should be given. I think he should be given a bump, and I haven't seen Ewan McGregor in anything in years. So yeah, let's go. For me, the the story of what Obi Wan Kenobi got up to on Tatooine, keeping an eye on Luke, it almost <laughs> feels like. The story is so he's like was, like he's hiding under rocks when Luke falls falls out of boom. Oh, oh sorry, he puts his hood up and runs away. Like oh, who is that masked man who keeps saving me? I don't know why he has a Spanish accent. It's a yadita. Oh, who is this? Uh, who is this? He's French man now. Who, who oh fuck, he's French. Holy shit! Oh, oh, he's papa. from the Basque country. Papa, oh, papa, this who did the man? Selling me from rocks, <laughs> <laughs> and then his uncle say, "You stay away from him now, Luke. <laughs> you stay away from him, Luke. I can't have you going there. off. Don't be you get up in no those fields. You get up in those fields. You milk those cattle, no boy. <laughs> that accent is all over the place. <laughs> you go and stay away from Obi Wan Kenobi. Shit." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got uh, first looks of Moon Knight, Oscar Isaac mm-hmm. playing the um, mentally unstable superhero there. So that's that. We've got She-Hulk coming um, with an appearance by Mark Ruffalo, who's going to be a regular in that. We've got um, a hint of Secret Invasion, uh, quite a large, huge story from the comics, uh, which will be diluted down to about eight episodes on Disney+. Plus. Um, Ms. Marvel are going to be bringing the Inhumans and an announcement that we're going to get more X-Men 97. <laughs> now, d- I think one of the best things about that is getting to hear that theme tune again. It is, it is one of those TV shows that just defines everything, though, isn't it? Because I, it, when I was in, when I was watching TV on a Saturday morning, I waited for X Men. Like that—that that was the only fucking thing. And then they always had that ten minutes 
and then they went on a break and then they fucked off and done the whole pile of shit for half an hour and then here's the second part of the X-Men no you pricks just fucking put it together for me because I don't want to sit and watch Atom Deck like try and finger Cat Daily <laughs> I don't want to fucking sit and watch this shit just yeah. fucking let me watch X-Men yeah, I just want to watch the cartoons I just want to watch cartoons <sighs> we're getting um, everyone's favourite meme Agatha from Division is getting her own series Jesus this I keep thinking about what you said to me the other day about um, your missus when you asked if you wanted to watch a film and you said, let's put a Marvel film on. She goes, mm-hmm. nah, I'm all marveled out. Yeah. And and, and I'm getting there. Yeah. There's, there is something major, ground, you know, uh, world-shattering, <clears throat> major story every month almost. Yeah. And now, as we're going to go into it with Eternals, we have got multiverses, we've got timelines within multiverses, we've got cosmic beings who are part of a smaller universe, and then we've got the shit going on on Earth, and it is a lot for people to keep up with. We are just about to hit the solo button on Marvel. Like, it is is near enough about to hit where we're just going to have to go, right... They're going to have to take our time now and we're going to have to slow down because maybe it's pandemic. Maybe it is because, yeah, because a lot of these things are coming out at the same time. Maybe it is pandemic, but, you know, there's there's too much. I feel like I've been in the cinema more times in the last month than I have in the last 10 years. Um, okay, so last one. I want to know you'd be very excited to talk about. Roadhouse is getting remade. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just clearing my throat there because um, I'm just going to say this, right? Roadhouse is one of the greatest movies that's ever been put to celluloid. I don't care what anyone says. It's fucking perfect from start to finish. Music, perfect. Everything about it, perfect. Swayze, just Swayze. You know, just the man is just unbelievable in everything that he's in. To remake Roadhouse is basically to walk up to the cross and piss on Jesus's feet. That's that's what that is what this is to me. And of all people, Jake Gyllenhaal, the only man that could ever do Roadhouse would be Kurt Russell. That would the only way to be acceptable would would be to put Kurt Russell in that role to do Roadhouse. What Kurt Russell now? Kurt, yes, Kurt Russell now. Kurt Russell now. Kurt Russell anytime. Kurt Russell could fucking pull off Roadhouse. I don't give a fuck. So you're and, not he fu- and, he, and he could fuck Kelly McGillis or whoever is the latest, you know, hot thing to come out of Roadhouse. I was more thinking what... <laughs> you know, every kind of actor is a as a, as a genre, don't they? Or they have a skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, some creepy. actors are... Jake Gyllenhaal, creepy pervert. But then to be in Roadhouse, yeah, creepy and pervert. Jared, and he's done. He's been a boxer, and he's done a bit of action. And but do you name me one movie where Jake Gyllenhaal hasn't been a creepy pervert? Um, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not even entering that one. <laughs> (laughs) 
Everything other than Brokeback Mountain, Jake Gyllenhaal has been a creepy pervert in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bastard. That was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> right. <yeah>. So. Uh... <laughs> We um we also watched the um yeah new Spider-Man trailer uh just hit the web pun mm-hmm. intended uh last night about half one in the morning UK time um so naturally I watched it at uh, seven o'clock the next morning sat on the toilet <laughs> <laughs> and I watched it two minutes before we started recording tonight <laughs> yeah so I've had I've had a chance for it to all sort of sink in and. And, and mesh, and I've I've got my thoughts on more what's going on. You've got your initial reaction, so you've seen this new trailer, trailer two, the final trailer. What's your initial reaction on your hype for this film? I I'm still there because I'm in still in this belief that Marvel has a couple of lines going at the minute, and obviously Spider Man is Spider Man's triple A. So Spider Man is triple A. Doctor Strange is triple A. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Nah. No, and this time and and 2.0, 100%. What do you mean? Do you mean like Avenger level or oh, yeah. Marvel's great? No, 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 no. Like they they see Doctor Strange as a triple A Marvel. He's he is triple A Marvel character and this is the triple A Mar- Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is a triple A Marvel movie. Eternals probably a C movie. Um, Shang Chi, a B C movie. Um, Spider Man, triple A. Doctor Strange, triple A. Uh, Black Panther, triple A. You know, you've got all these triple A movies. I, uh, uh, no way home has to has to deliver. There's no if buts maybe's about it. It has to deliver. There, it it has to be a civil war. It has to be. Uh, Winter Soldier, it has to be an Infinity War it has to be that because I think this is where we are now in 2.0 what, whatever anyone thinks of the TV shows bar Loki have all been disappointing all been disappointing the movies the movie, the movies so far that have come out Shang-Chi, probably the highlight uh, it was a great movie um, but other than that well we'll come on to that so in terms of Spider-Man No Way Home for me, Far From Home I would put it in my bottom 10, easily bottom 10. Okay. Um, after watching this trailer, I very much can piece together how this film's going to go. I can see the beats, the characters who are going to come into it for a large portion of the film. Um, and then I think there's going to be some kind of conflict between Strange and Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something Parker does causes everything to kick off. As he did in um, Homecoming, where Parker's own, um, you know, getting into trouble and, and revealing himself and all this caused his own um, caused his own danger in Far From Home, giving the glasses to Mysterio and, and it being his fault making wrong decisions. And I think his wrong decision is he's going to get played by either Goblin or Octavius to, you know, go against Strange. Um, and then at the end, we are going to get one big clusterfuck of a Spider-Man beatdown, I think we are going to get Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse in about 20 minutes at the end. It is on top of Statue okay. of Liberty. We're going to have other bad guys from other dimensions seeping through. We're not going to have Sandman and Electro and Lizard. I think they're just going to turn up in the final act. 
as are the other Spider-Men. Um, the, the leaked pictures we've seen so far show them in that kind of setting, up, you know, at night, up high. I genuinely think it's going to be something that Parker does halfway through causes this multiverse to kick off. We're going to get this. You cannot have this film now that Feige must be shitting himself because I've seen so many um, videos of Andrew Garfield flatly refusing to, and saying, I am not in that film. He's not building yeah. any hype. No one's asking Toby Maguire because Toby Maguire hasn't worked. <laughs> After the Gatsby, nobody really gives a shit. No gives a shit about Maguire now. And, and you know, he's going to get a payday and it'll be nice to see him back, you know, fair enough. But, and people are asking Garfield and he's saying, nah, nah, nah. Now he is under contract and they're going to be in it. Let's face it, they've got to be in it. This cannot be a vision um, not fighting himself. You know, Paul Bettany saying, Oh, I fought yeah. an actor just as good as me, and this, that, and the other, uh, and it was just a big bait and switch. Um, the Marvel have been doing it so much, where they tease something and hint at something, and then either snatch it away. All the little sayings we got in One Division about a nuclear physicist that she knows, and this, that, and the other. I think Marvel should have learned by now that they cannot feed nuggets without following through on it, because there's so much content coming out now that if you start pissing people off. They're not going to. They're not going to come back. No, they're not hitting home runs every film now. Um, after yeah. That. So anyway, well, I am looking forward look to this. You, but, you, but you look at it right. You look at it right. So phase three, phase three of Marvel um, from whatever 2015, 2016. So you had phase three when it started. You had Civil War, Doctor Strange, uh, Guardians two, Homecoming, Ragnarok, Panther, uh, Infinity War. Uh, Ant-Man Wasp, Captain Marvel, uh, Endgame, and then Far From Home, right? That is nine of probably the biggest Marvel movies. Yeah. So you are coming in, you, you're coming in hot in, into this next phase four. <clears throat> and we hit phase four with Black Widow, which was... Ugh. Shang-Chi, which was probably, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. getting back there. And then Eternals. Which we will not spoil our review of, but we will talk about very soon. <laughs> um, yeah, you're absolutely right. And this Spider-Man, for me, it's, it's got a massive opportunity to um, course correct. I think to yeah. have a... This film well, is coming to. out. Yeah, has to. Has to. This film is coming out a week before Christmas. It's Spider-Man. It's multiple Spider-Men or the prospect of multiple Spider-Men. It is a Marvel film. It is Tom Holland. It's Doctor Strange. We getting the Sinister Five. Mm. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> it's, it's the Sinister Five who are going to be in this. And um, at this moment, they have to deliver. I think they've done very well to keep um, the Spider-Men out of the marketing that could have gone for it. And out of you know of the group shot just then at the end of this trailer, and mm. I think the internet would have exploded. Um, so either they're being very strict on themselves not to give it away, or this is going to be fucking hilarious. Well, this is this is my point. This is my point. So those nine movies that I said, then we get into whatever the next phase, phase four with Black Widow and that. So the yeah. next phase, I don't know whether they're going to. This is going to continue and so on to phase four. Or this is going to be phase five. Phase five, we'll say, starts with No Way Home. No, no, phase then, four. Phase four. 
Um, I think, if I remember them right, it's saying it's up to Ant-Man. Right, okay. Okay. So phase wow. falls, no way home. Yeah, so this Black Widow, Chang-Chi, and Eternals, and now we have Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Marvels, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man and Wasp. So it's very much top-heavy, and then we get thin in the middle, and then we come back out of it, and we get very, very top-heavy yet again. So this is what I mean by the AAA Marvels. Like, this is the AAA Marvels now. But this is what I think about um, Phase 4. I said it before with Endgame was could have very well been the end, the finish. Yeah. Say, right, that is Marvel Universe 616. We're going to do Marvel Universe 999 now, and it's going to be set in the future, and we're going to do a new new universe for the next 25 years, and it's going to be amazing. And then, or you could do Ultimate Marvel or whatever. And then the TV shows felt like uh, the post-credit scenes. Yeah. And then you've got, but then Black Widow took, took us back. And yeah. then we've gone to Shang-Chi, which has taken us forward. Then we've got Eternals, which is supposed to be taking us forward. <laughs> 7,000 7, years back. Com- but, it, but it's taken us forward in a completely different direction to what all this other content has set us up for. Mm-hmm. Who is steering the ship? It's Feige, obviously. Now, the fact that all these films are coming out, you've got to believe that they're all, they will all link. At the minute, none of these are linking together. Now, did Thor and Iron Man and Captain America actually link together? They didn't. Those individual films didn't. But something was revealed to be the single thing running through them. But again, we're getting the TV shows, which are giving us hints at Kang. We're getting the Eternals, which are giving us hints at Celestials. And and, and I don't know. It's, yeah, we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that. But anything more about Spider-Man? No. I just hope Zendaya doesn't die. Yeah, I, I, again, I think I think they'd be very brave to put that shot in the trailer and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so what have we got now? Should we Don't. should we talk Eternals? <laughs> what the band Eternal? Let's talk. Let's I, wanna, talk. I only want I only want to talk when Louise Redknapp was in it. I want to be the only one to love <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, review for Eternals coming up. Uh, spoilers from the start. You have been warned. The MCU returns then with uh, Eternals, um, the new 26th episode of the MCU saga, uh, directed by Chloe Zhao. It tells the tale of a race of immortal beings who are brought to Earth to defend it against... Um, deviant monsters all of whom have been created by the powerful solar system sized celestials and this is a shit movie this Paul, is sh- for 20 25 minutes i thought you know what they've done it again they've, they've pulled me into this bullshit again all the kind of introduction of the characters and, you know, meeting, you know, Icarus and Kingo and Sprite and Fastos and Makari and Gilgamesh and Druig and Thena. And it was kind of like, you know, yeah, I'm here. 
because I'm actually quite liking these characters within the first 25 minutes. And then it just kept going on and on and on and on and on. You know what? Yeah, absolutely uh, right. And the longer that the movie went on, I, I forgot everything about the movie. I forgot everything about the characters. You know, I, I didn't feel connected to anything within it. And, you know, I know this isn't this isn't a massive thing, right? But <laughs> to call the love interest Cersei when the other main actor, two actors are from Game of Thrones, <laughs> to call the main love interest Cersei just fucking through like that I, I thought about that for about 10 minutes i was like mm-hmm. sure you know, why just... why would you put that in <laughs> like why why well, i think they got to i think they got the name before i think jack Kirby maybe yes I, I understand but he still that throws because you on it throws in you my on. head in my head i was going why why call her cersei but look so the, this this takes us right to the very beginning almost the beginning of time five thousand years bc and uh, it shows the eternals being brought to earth and the Basic understanding is they're brought to Earth to protect the Earth against deviants. Deviants are created by the Celestials, and the idea of them was that they would um, hunt down predators which risked harm to humans so humans could flourish. The Eternals mm-hmm. were brought in to clean that mess up. Um, we, we learned throughout the film that that's very much not the case. But this, right, okay, let's just get straight to it. This film is overlong, it is boring. The trailer looked absolutely no fun at all. It looked like being offered the chance to go fucking bungee jumping bollock naked. No, it's not fun at all. Why the fuck would I want to do that? And I'm watching this film and it looked like an opportunity to look look at a lot of very beautiful landscape shots. Look how beautiful it looks. Look how different it is. And I'm not talking about diversity. I'm saying this Marvel film looks and feels different from all the rest. That is not why I don't like this film. You have given three writers who we said earlier, one of whom is most notable credit is writing Peter Rabbit 2. And you give a director, Chloe Zhao, and again, I don't care what colour, creed, race or sex you are, if you move his shit, you move his shit. And she was given the keys to a fucking Ferrari when she's just passed a test. She's done three films. Yes, she's won an Oscar. I'm sorry, but winning an Oscar, <laughs> as we've seen in the past, does not equate to... Admit, she, she did very well with that one film, No Man Land, in a year of the pandemic when there was a lot of shit out and a lot of stuff wasn't released. So no offence to her, she did very well with that film, but she was, like you say, flavour of the month. She's been brought into direct Eternals, £200 million film, setting up 10 superheroes plus other cast members plus villains. You want to bring them all together, you need to tell us why you're here, you need to build the mythology and do it in a reasonable time and direct decent action, and it failed. It failed. I'm I'm going I'm going to lay this out in the line right now, right? So not once did I watch this movie and think of anything. Now I hate the term woke, 
right? I hate the fucking term because I don't understand the fucking term woke, all right? Because I don't. Now, not once did I look at any part of this movie, <clears throat> the gay relationships, the, you know, transgender stuff that was going on, anything. There's not one thing that I looked at this movie and went, oh, that's, they're gay. That's, he's, they're gay and they've got, oh, he's Muslim. Uh, he's gay and he's, uh, but not once did I look at this and go, that was happening. It, it's fucking life. This, this stuff is life. The, 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 we all fucking know people in life who are different religions to us. We all know people in who, life who are of different fucking sexual proclivities th that we do. They're all our friends. They're all our fucking relatives. They're all our people. Do you know what I objected to most about that relationship being put in there? A, I was waiting for it. It was a yeah. moment. It wasn't just part of the film. They didn't even... They didn't. They mentioned it. What? None of the other characters get there. Were told their their sexuality. Yeah, they, they might all be gay. It was as if it was as if they were putting a pin in it. Yeah, and that and, and that's what fucks me off. But what fucked me off even more was right. You can take the Muslim husband and edit him, edit him out of this film for China, and it would yeah. still, still be the same film. He and can, they probably will. They, did, they will. It's made that way. They didn't make it. They never had a moment where he saves his husband from something happening or he, they both stood there together. I mean, they had conversations off camera, different takes. They had um, the final kiss was on the doorstep, but it was a kiss. That was all it was. So you can cut that out and you go from leaving the house to getting in the car and driving away. You don't need the kiss in the middle. And they've they engineered it, they filmed it, they created it, molded it to, yes, we're going to be inclusive, but we're going to make sure that the people who pay us, if they don't agree with it, we can just chop it out and butcher it. So but have why, some balls but, but to go through it, with it. But why is it always felt like they have to put a pin in these things? Like, that's that's what annoys me about it. And what annoys me about this movie is it, my enjoyment of this movie, or lack of enjoyment of the movie, has absolutely nothing to do with that side of it. But I know that people who will listen to this don't say, oh, he just didn't like that, but he just didn't yeah. like that it was that it was this or this or that or this or that. No, 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 that wasn't not what I enjoyed about the movie. You know, I like I, I that anything, anything that involves sexual relationships with between two adults, I don't give two fucks. I have gay friends. I have gay friends who have kids. I have different religion friends, Protestants, Catholics. I have family members who are Jewish. I have fucking family members who are fucking in the Muslim faith. Nothing offends me in this kind of vein. This is just a movie. But they always feel as if they're trying to thrust it on people. And it's like, no, that no, no. that, that, that just, just let it flow. Let the movie flow. And this is the problem with Eternals. The movie didn't flow at all. No, you know, the pacing was absolutely horrendous. And just going quickly back, you mentioned as well about um, you know diversity, inclusivity. But there was the the character who's um, who's deaf, and I've forgotten <coughs> I've forgotten that character's name. All of a sudden, Macari. Macari. But she's deaf now. Again, no problem for me. I'd. Okay, in, in, there is there, there is are deaf people in the world. Yeah, there are deaf people, <laughs> yeah. and if, if she'd have been deaf, it's like oh, and then they go, she's actually deaf, 
we've given a deaf person a job. Aren't we good? It's like if she was deaf and then I'd have learned afterwards and gone, you know, she's absolutely deaf. She? Oh, well, I wouldn't have cared. But when your story is about creating immortal, ultimate super beings, why would you make one deaf? <laughs> why? Because, because they're all inclusive, Bob. Why would you make one that is 7,000 years old in the body of a 13-year-old girl? Why, why would you do it? Is it because they're not grown? Well, the created, we learn, spoiler alert, it's coming up, but we learn that the Celestials created Eternals. So why would you create one 13 years old that can spend a life frustrated at not being able to go through with desires of your adult mind that you've learned and developed over 7,000 years, but you're in the body of a child? And and we and we're going on through all the different themes in this. I'm not saying diversity is a theme, but you look at everything going on, right? The, but it's not. But it's, that's the thing, though. It's not about like it. It really isn't about this movie. Not, like the, the, diversity isn't diversity isn't the theme in this movie at all. But so, just the fact, just the fact that you've hired a diverse cast and a diverse yeah, director doesn't then, protect yeah. doesn't protect you from criticism because you've made a shit movie. Yeah, exactly. And then putting a pin and everything, you know, it doesn't make it doesn't make it that just because people didn't enjoy it is because they didn't enjoy you know all the different kind of. Uh, rainbow of people that they put in within the movie you know a hundred percent you know the problems with this movie are this the pacing of the movie is terrible yeah. the action sequences in the movie are so far spread out it is ridiculous uh, this like I, I i think i said this to you on whatsapp i didn't know how long this movie was right i genuinely didn't know how long the movie was and the person who i went to see the movie with I was talking to them during the movie going, how long is this movie? And they said, I think it's, I think it's like two hours 20. And this, I, I, I actually said to him, man, it feels like I've been in here for four hours. Like, I, 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 I don't understand how we've not hit the two hours 20. And then I checked, I, I, I pulled my phone out and checked my phone. Paul, we were in there for an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. And this film and is actually like, about two hours 40 long. I mean, yeah, there's about 15 minutes of trail of credits, but it's a, it's a long film, and I I just kept thinking during it, what happened to a film being a neat two hours? Yeah, for something like this, Eternals, for the, the way this was paced, for the content, for everything I'm about to talk about now, this could have filmed filled eight episodes. Mm. This could have been the Inhumans TV show that failed miserably about ten years ago. Yeah, this was your opportunity. This could have been. You know, imagine eight hour-long episodes with Chloe Zhao directing them with a chance to learn a bit about each character and slowly get back together. And then there's an action scene and then there's a bit more. And then, and it's a lot more because Chloe Zhao's work is, it's meditative, it's slow, it's meandering. It, it's taking in, it's the character building and the world building. It's learning about your characters and how they interact with each other. But this is working from a Marvel script and and she is wringing it dry. I mean, mm. so we've got we've got Sprite, who's a, a, a seven thousand year old being stuck in a body of a, a young child. We've got the concept of do you give people too much technology and look at what technology's done and the bomb. You've got do we uh, do we give them free will or should we enslave them and make them all peaceful? And you've got them. You've got the, the fact that there's going to be worldwide destruction, but do we? save 4 billion people or risk not 
have, allowing the celestials to go on the, that will destroy the earth the chance to go and create 70 billion lives you know where do you stop betrayal love triangles friendship it's, but there's so much going on and nothing's developed there's do you know the one thing that annoyed me right one of the well sorry one of the things that annoyed me the scene where they've invented guns and Druig takes the people, you know, basically and stops them from doing things because Druig seems to be the person that disagrees with the non-combatant thing more than anyone else. He can't understand why why can't I can control these people? I can control these people and I can stop everything. I can stop every person on this planet from doing everything. You know, so why should I? And then they try to give him some bullshit and then he goes, no, no. And he boop, puts his fucking thing and stops him off from shooting and he walks away and they all follow him, right? So where the fuck has he been from that time to the snap? Well, that's the understanding. He was, he, don't get me started, we're going to come on to that in a minute. But he took them off into the jungle because that, that was conquistadors yeah. and Amazons. Yeah, so we been, He'd been living in the Amazon jungle for 7,000 years. Uh, sorry, 500 years, however many years it is. He'd been living there all that time with a, with his own little cult. Um, so, in context of where this lands, then, so this is in the MCU. Again, I've got so many problems with this in terms of what it does to the mythology because what Marvel is doing is it's taking what it's got already and it's rebranding it and it's redacting it and it's going back and saying that we're going to change that a little bit. So, Loki, we had Kang, and everything we've seen up to now. We're going to go back and say that was Kang's plan all along. That was his plan for this timeline. That was planned. Everything's planned. So then we get Celestials. Well, they must have been planned by Kang, unless this is after. But they were born before that, 7,000 years ago. So Eternals must have been part of Kang's plan, if what we've seen in Loki is true, which we know it is. So then we've got that concept now. So they've gone back and changed that. We've got these Eternals that are supposed to have been on Earth all this time. So when Ultron is planning on dropping up a planet, an asteroid on the planet, a giant rocker city on the planet, they can't get involved because one line of dialogue in a Marvel film says, oh, you know, we can't get involved because deviants aren't involved. Well, your job is to farm humans to feed to this celestial to power it who's being born within the world. So surely you don't want to world-ending cataclysmic yeah. event. Do you not get it's in your It's in your best interest to stop this. Yeah, but they don't get involved because it's not deviance. Okay, why didn't you get involved? With, and, and Marvel have done this before. If you remember back to Far From Home, for example, he, Spider-Man sat there talking to Nick Fury saying, what about Thor? Oh, he's off-world. What about Captain Marvel? Oh, we can't get in touch with her. And you just dismiss game-changing characters, AAA characters, with one line of, oh, we can't get him on the phone. And Marvel have done this because when they said, what about the snap? Why didn't you take on Thanos? Oh, we can't get involved. It's not a deviant. He's destroying half the life in the in the universe, including half the Eternals, none of which got snapped. How lucky for them. But also half the Celestials, their, their sentient life. Half the deviants would have been gone, but half the planets. He, his plan would have wiped them out. And yet they didn't get involved when you've got, oh, it's fucking ridiculous. And the way, oh, we'd, we'd just trust, which it do not matter because that was Kang's plan anyway. So it, it would have been all right. It's the, the, t- the going backwards, and instead of looking forwards, instead of saying, oh, by the way, the Celestials, and I've put one inside the Earth, ha-ha, and move forwards. 
the going back and the changing it and the, and the covering the tracks. Uh, why show the last 7,000 years? Let's see the next 7,000 years. Let's bring okay, it right. up. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> let's, let's look at this, right? Let's, let's go, right. Three good, three bad, right? Let's go. Three good. Three th- good things about this movie. Kunmil Nanjiani. Yeah. Um, <laughs> genuinely, <laughs> we, people talk about cinematography, but the the wide angle shots, the landscape shots, the a lot of I'm not going to lie, a lot of different time periods could have looked slightly different. But in terms of the lighting, in terms of the color used, in terms of those shots in London compared to the ones in Mesopotamia or whatever, I think they did a really good job of making this film really nice, beautiful to look at. There was just no substance. Mm-hmm. I'll say that's a nice thing. Go on, two for you, three for you. Uh, Ma uh, uh, Gilgamesh, Lee Dunshuk. Yeah. Uh, I fucking loved Gilgamesh. I thought everything, everything about him was fantastic. Um, I thought he acted great, and I think his character was probably one of the most rounded characters. You know, the way that he was looking after um, Anthony Jolie. Yeah. Uh, that that I yeah. really, really, really liked his character in it. I was really looking forward to him in this. And again, it's a guy who can barely speak English, who punches people. And I just, I'm just like, oh, you're not making it to the end. I'm so sorry. And, and I wanted <laughs> to see more of him. And yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm crossed between the Druig and Fastos, Bri- uh, Brian Terry, Henry, or Barry Keenan. Keenan. Uh, I did. I, 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 I enjoyed him. But I, I think that Marvel ruined his character. Yeah. Mm, which one? Druig. The ruined his character. I think that Druig was the most disappointing part of it for me because his character uh, moving off into the jungle or whatever, like at the end of the day, he's still a fucking eternal. He can still, he still can feel and know of of everything that is going on within the world or the surroundings. Um, to not know, even, even let's even take this as an example, right? So let's say the snap happens, right? So did nobody in Druig's village, even though he's in the deep dark fucking, did nobody in his village get snapped? So if they did get snapped. Why didn't he f- try to figure out what the fuck was going on? Mm-hmm. So, yep. Like, 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 what, what, what happens there? The snap was such a huge event that it has to be explained. You, it's like, where were you the day the Berlin Wall came down? You know, where were you during the snap? Were you snapped? Were you not? You know, and you'd think it'd be quite a a life changing event for somebody to die for five years and come back. <laughs> <coughs> and I just thank you everybody there's a little coffee fit there but um, so bad three bad Athena mm. like there's some times where you look at a movie and you go right so why is this person in this movie and Anthony Jolie even I'll even go as far as saying Sam Hayek was in this movie just to sell tickets. They needed they needed something. Salma Hayek was in this film for about 10 minutes, and I genuinely believed 
she didn't know what was going on. Yeah. She was reading the script. I, yeah. I, I genuinely don't think she'd read the rest <laughs> of the script. I don't don't think she's ever seen a Marvel film. I'd be amazed if she has from from that performance. Yeah, I would agree with you. And, and I think that's... <laughs> they throw these things in every once in a while. And I think this is when you mentioned earlier on about Moon Knight um, with Oscar Isaacson. This is what frightens me about 2.0. They keep putting known actors into these roles and yes i understand the reason why because they need to make money i get it 100 percent. but let's be honest rdj wasn't bankable at the time and chris evans and hemsworth and ruffalo and you know and scarlett hansen maybe scarlett hansen was probably the most well-known person within the marvel universe at that time you know they're bringing in they're bringing in actors who are huge names into characters. They've done this though before. This is Marvel's blueprint. So Thor, for example, you've got Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, relatively young up and coming actors. They've been in a few bits of stuff, but they're not exactly household names. And you fill that with Rene Russo, Anthony Hopkins, um, Idris Elba, bigger names. You fill them around then. So then you go like even Captain America, Chris Evans. He was he was a star, but I won't say he was. He huge. wasn't a star. No, no, that's what I mean. But he became Captain America. But then you surround him with people like Tommy Lee Jones and Stanley Tucci. And I think this is what they've done here. They've taken Richard Madden and Gemma Chan and Kit Harrington and Namil Janani and uh, all these uh, smaller up-and-coming and young actors. And the, then they've got the, the budget left to bring in Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie. And Angelina Jolie, the first time she landed on screen and she does that Lara Croft to Raider fucking pout. And I just thought, I'm going to hate you in this. And I did. Yeah. Um, the the whole mind-breaking shit, I thought might have been an interesting concept if others started suffering from it as well. Yeah. And maybe they're all, there's a bit of infighting because they're all suffering. And But that's... So Angelina Jolie, Thena, has got um, a, an illness almost where because 7,000 years of memories have started breaking her brain and she just turns into some mindless warrior going after killing anybody in a path and you know you've got to she's like the hulk basically <laughs> she's yeah. hulk, she's their hulk um my my worst part of this cast Gemma chan and richard madden they have got the chemistry of a fucking sponge richard madden i think in the first 20 minutes of this was doing his best audition for bond yeah he, he turns up in London, he's got the suave coat, he steps out of the, you know, the exploded building, it's cool, says a one-liner, Scottish accent. He was auditioning for Bond with this film. Well, Gemma Chan didn't annoy me as much as Richard Madden. Simple as that. Like, she didn't. But I, it took me a long time to figure out what her character did. Neither of them had any range no, they both were fucking wooden. They had a, the same facial expression on the face the whole film. Richard Madden did not crack a smile. Maybe once he cracked a smile, but the rest of the time it was this is intense stare, intense stare. I'm a good guy. I'm trying to be a leader. Intense stare, intense stare. Somebody just started intense stare. I'm now a bad guy. I'm gonna frown my brow, furrow my brow a little bit more. And it's like you've got this opportunity to be the new. You just said you want to lead the Avengers. You could have led the Avengers. You're a flying. I laser beam fucking god, you could have led the Avengers instead. You just went, oh no, I'm just gonna 
I'm just going to fulfil my destiny. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, I think overall, overall, I think it's not been the greatest entry into the into the Marvel <laughs> pantheon of movies. I haven't finished yet. Really? I haven't finished yet. Well, okay, let's touch on it. The CGI. Oh, 20... well, um... we had twenty-six films in. Are we gonna talk? Are we gonna talk? Is this oh, an end yeah. sequence? Oh right, okay. no, no, we're, oh, okay. we're talking. So, so okay. So first of all, the CGI, the deviants, generic. I mean, the Marvel's villain problem. The fact that we didn't see a villain in this, so we got um, we got generic monster-looking things that could have come from any other Marvel film as deviants. We got one that mutated into a sort of necromancer from Lord of the Rings kind of looking fucker uh, with absolutely no personality, no interest whatsoever. We don't know him. And, of course, we get the, the heel turn from Icarus, Richard Madden, who, you know, is going to uh, turn on his friends because it's for the greater good. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it's Marvel's weakest link is their inability to create likable villains. Mm. I'll disagree there. No, okay. Right. Thanos, Loki, and Killmonger. Who else you got? Out of 26 yeah. films. <laughs> right, yeah. Who else you got? Those, those three loom large over the Marvel Universe, though. You know, you're, you're, okay. You're... Not when I'm watching Doctor Strange, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, 1 and 2. Talk- yes. No, but no, but talking- I'm talking about... Eternals, you know, you watch any of these films, you cannot have three of those three characters. So they've got to create more interesting villains. Look at DC. DC can do it. Yeah, but DC that's a very happen. that's a that's a very broad scheme though, because Loki now is just his own fucking brand, and Fine. Thanos is Thanos is his own brand. So once you hit your wagon to to something, you know that that works, then you keep going. You know, you keep going on with this stuff. Loki, I, I Loki, just... Loki could be its own. Loki could be his own, uh, only good bad guy throughout the entire Marvel universe, and I'd be happy with that. But to watch a film like this, you not only have to be invested in the heroes, you have to root no, for them only to defeat the no, bad I, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I understand that completely. So there were two post-credit scenes in this. <laughs> By a show. Um, well, do you know what? Let's, I'm going to. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Right. I spent half an hour. Well, what I thought was seven hours of the last half hour, uh, turning around and going, end sequences. It's grand. I'm here for the end sequences because no matter. And this is this is this is how Marvel gets you. This is this is the drug. This is the fucking. This is how they get you. You know, it doesn't matter if the movie shit. I've got the end sequence that's going to type. I'm going to pick it. Oh, yeah. It's going to give me that wee crumb. That, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Rub, that wee crumb teeth, is going to Yeah, it's going to get last, me. The last bit from the bottom of the bag. It's going to get me. It's going to get me. It's going to get me. And then the first Marvel sequence, <laughs> end sequence hits. Harry fucking Styles. Oh. So this is how I watch end sequences, right? Me and my pal normally go. Okay, and the fact is, when you've been sat there for three hours, you're ready to go. You're ready for a piss. You're ready for a cigarette. You don't want to just sit there for another twenty minutes of credits. And that's why the and the only they get you to stay because it's now a gimmick. 
they don't yeah. want you to stay because you'll read all the names and remember them and give them credit. They're not wanting that. They want a gimmick, you know? And so the first credit scene I always watch because you know it's going to come after the first set of names, the time they list the names. And then the, then we go, right, I'm off. And then we go outside and I start Googling it and you pretty much know you're going to find what the second one was. And the second yeah. one after the credits with Marvel is always the shitter one. So the first one, what the fuck? They're on the spaceship, um, we've got the, whichever of the Eternals are left. And out of some portal comes uh, Eros, Star Fox, is that his name? And, and Pip the Troll. And Pip the Troll. Apparently Pip was supposed to be in Infinity War, or they were hinting towards him, and basically Pip this Troll, voiced by Patton Oswald, Which flat. is probably the worst CGI that I have probably seen in 15 years it was real bad it it was you know for again marvel film and i don't want to hear this oh it's the end credit scene the end credit scene is as far as i'm concerned is part of the film it's the ps de resistance it yeah. is it, it is it is why you fucking the chef's kiss it is why you stay to watch these fucking movies it's i don't like, want to sit i don't want to sit there and watch this shit it's like you've gone to the weather spoons and you've got your all-day breakfast on a plate, and then the post-credit is just the little sprinkling of chopped parsley around the edge of the plate just to no, bring it all together. It you've gone to the Witherspoons, and you've just downed a big jug of mojitos, and they drop some fucking buffalo wings in after you. This is the buffalo wings. This is this is it. This is You've, you've finished a couple of jugs. Bang! And, there's your buffalo wings. And we got Pip the Troll making a big announcement. Oh. Obviously, comedy, comedy pairing with Harry fucking Styles. This film, and again, I as soon as I saw him come out, I knew he was going to be in it. I didn't know he was going to be in it. I, I forgot. I, I didn't. I didn't at all. But by the time it came on, I'd forgotten I'd read it because it was like two weeks ago. And I'd, I'd, I remember Harry Styles was trending for a bit, and, and I'm like, all right, he must be in it. But then I t- totally forgot and totally clicked out. And you know what? He has been in. Let's Again, what do you need to do? He's got 64 acting credits. Most of those are his music videos. He was in Dunkirk for some reason. Um, apart from that, he, is, he has done nothing. Nothing <laughs> worthy. Of, of well, being, I, <laughs> I'm going to read it. <laughs> he's done nothing worthy of being Thanos' brother in the no. Marvel Cinematic Universe. The only reason he is there is because young teenage girls will buy a ticket to this next piece of shit film that comes out. Yep. It is a female director, it is diversity and it's woke and we're pinning a badge on it and we're pin- putting a pin in it and you know what's the cherry on the top in our pinned on diverse right on cool film is Harry fucking Styles is our cherry on the top. Teenage girls buy a ticket to this next film. Anybody who doesn't like it, you're cancelled. You're not woke. We are fucking work. We understand diversity and we appreciate it. But fuck you for making us go and sit. I've got to go sit through and watch this next fucking film because I want my heroine. And I've got to watch Harry Styles grin and smug faces, little prick of a smile with some shit CGI pattern Oswald. And it's going to be shit. But why did he have an Irish accent? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hey, hello, my name's Pip the Troll. Oh, no, my name's Eros. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Hello, I'm Starfox. How are you doing, girls? You all right? Well, my brother. There, girls. My brother Thanos. My brother he's Thanos. A of, he's a, a bit of a bastard, you know. Yeah, but I'm, I'm here. I'm here to 
my brother, finger, yeah. my brother's seven foot tall and purple, but fuck, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm gonna I read this. Like I'm a... gonna read. I'm gonna read this. All right. <laughs> this is from Newsarama. All right. <laughs> Newsarama ranked Star Fox. <laughs> Eros, uh, Eros. As, the, as the fifth worst Avenger member, <laughs> descri describing him as most notable for his reputation as a weirdo on the street and a creep in the sheets. <laughs> I've read about. I've been reading about him. Apparently, he's, oh. he's, he's basically he's a sex hound. That's it. He's got a dong. He's got a dong, and he loves the fucking. He loves to flap that dong out. Do you know what I will tell you though? I'll what? put money on it now. In the Eternals two, he's gonna be bi. Of, well, no, he he will one hundred percent be gay. No, I see, he's gonna. He's, he he loves the ladies as well. No, they're, they're, I'm telling you right now. They're, 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 no, that, that 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 is it. But that's. But you know what? That offends me. But it offends me because they think that it's going to offend me in a way yeah. that. Oh, there you go. There's a gay person, right? Yeah. Who, so who cares? I don't care I'm about not, that. Gay people exist. We all know this. What well, I'm angry about. Gay, I have gay friends. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? It's not going to offend me. It offends you because you think it's going to offend me. That's why it offends me. I'm sat there thinking, I worked in a job for an hour of my life to sit here. <laughs> That's how much the ticket costs. I've worked for an hour of my life. And I only get 48 of hours of the, a week to myself. And I'm spending three of it with a cherry on the top of One Direction's Harry Styles. Now, the second post-credit trailer, uh, I didn't see in the cinema, um, but we get... So, we didn't even mention Kit Harrington. This, yes. I mean, is another story that was picked up at the beginning, and it was the lead story, and he's, he's the boyfriend of Cersei, who has a role to play, and then she fucks off. Like, he was nothing. And we don't he see was, he, he was in this movie for, like, seven minutes. Do you notice the world's coming to an end and they all just sit around and talk about the fucking feelings? Because this mm -hmm. movie was made for a 15-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. Oh, the world's going to end. The world's going to explode. We've only got seven days. Let's talk about our relationship and our romance and maybe we could have got together. No, why didn't you do that over the last 500 fucking years? Right, yep. dickheads. So mm -hmm. Kit Harrington, Dane, whatever his name is, she's been around for so many years and knows everything and she brings him a ring with his family crest on. And then it turns out he's done a bit of Googling. <laughs> Is that Marvel's <laughs> way of saying, I've done my research, love. I've done my research into these vaccines. I've done my research into my family history. Turns me out... And me, and Letitia Wright, me and Letitia Wright have been talking about our own research Black Widow, we've been doing. Me and Black Widow met up and it turns out you don't know everything that goes in them. Do you know, it's uh, formaldehyde and fetuses that go in those vaccines. <laughs> no, the fuck... It. And then so, the, so it turns out um, the, the one person who the um, eternal super being celestial child got uh, involved with was also a superhero, and he so... went and opened uh, <laughs> he went and opened the box and he found a sword. A he, sword. he opened. Uh, where did he get that box from, though? Yeah, who gives a fuck? Because we're going to go see it. And uh, was... yeah, no, do you know what? I'm going to sit here right now and I'm going to make this stand. I'm going to make this stand right now. If there is a Black Knight movie, I won't go see it. There is a Black Knight movie. I'm not going to go see it. There is going to be. There is going to be. Let me have a look. But here. I'll watch it on Disney, Disney Plus. All right. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll watch, watch it. it I will fucking, I will stream the shit out of it. But 
Let's have a look. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm almost certain. I'm almost certain one's been announced, or they're saying it's going to happen, or it's a TV show. But anyway, so he's he's Dane Whitman, and in in the back of in the background, uh, there was a voice that says, "Are you sure you're ready for that, Mister Whitman?" As he picks up his superpowered sword, and that voice has been confirmed by Chloe Zhao as being that of Blade. But do you know what annoys me, right? Do you know what annoys me? What really annoys me is that they think that I'm going to watch that. What played? They think, no, they think that I'm going to go, oh, who is that? Oh, what is that? Why are they saying that? What's that? Why has he got this box? Why, how did they give him a sword? How did this guy find this guy? How did, what, how, 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 how's all this connected? It annoys me that they know that, oh, all right, I'm, I'm an addict. All right. I, I want to know. All right. I need to know. Tell me. So um, where would you put Eternals then? Well, let's just finish it off then. So uh, did you like the movie, Com? Paul, of all the Marvel movies that I have issues with, and I have a lot of issues with a lot of Marvel movies, <sighs> this one is right at the bottom. Well, I was asking you where this ranked in your Marvel top list, and I don't really think it comes close to the top. <laughs> and I started putting, I started putting together my bottom ten, uh, and it was actually really, it felt like really brutal because there were some films that crept into the bottom ten that didn't deserve to be in a bottom ten. But if not, that means they're close to the top ten, and they don't deserve that either. But what were some? What would be some of the ones that jump out of your bottom ten Marvel films? Okay. Um, just, just rough. Just give us a rough idea of the top ten, and then we'll take the bottom three. I'm gonna put. Uh, I have to put Eternals, um, as probably the worst, the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. Um, Dark World is probably down there. Um, Iron Man Two. They're probably my bottom three. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking Dark World definitely. Dark Dark World, right, was it had the expectation. And it, it But it's not shite. but it's uh, yeah, it's not that it's a bad movie. It just had so much expectation that it just didn't deliver anything for yeah, me at it all. Was too, it was too soon after Avengers and all this. I think um okay. I, I'll I'll do it in terms of more more disappointing. What have I been more disappointed at? Oh. And Age of Ultron, yeah, I would have in my bottom three of Marvel films that I went to expecting a lot and was disappointed. Eternals, I wasn't expecting much, but I'm angry at what I saw. I wasn't expecting much. Um, I'd say sort of maybe, probably Dark World, I was very disappointed with. Because again, yeah. it was it was just after Avengers, and you you're riding this high, and you got Loki, and it's the next step, and what? Uh, yeah, there was just not enough. Um, and then probably, probably Ant Man and the Wasp. No, Far From Home, Spider Man Far From Home. Yeah, I've I've been disappointed by a few of them. Guardians of the Galaxy Two, uh, probably probably um, a massive disappointment. I went and I went. Ugh. I just wanted this to be so good. I wanted it to be so good. Now, I will throw this one in because I think it's only fair that I say it because I've changed my mind, obviously, recently on it. Um, Ragnarok. 
I went to see Ragnarok and I, I, like, I, I genuinely was disappointed in Ragnarok because I just thought they were trying to hit upon that Guardians of the Galaxy comedy and blah, 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 blah. But Ragnarok has obviously now come back as one of my favourite ones and it's probably in my top three. Um, but with the level of the level of viewing that I give to every Marvel movie, I watch, I genuinely, I probably watch a Marvel movie every week. And yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, um, Far From Home. I, I wasn't that, that disappointed in that man and the Wasp. I actually quite enjoyed that man and the Wasp. I'm just looking here at uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, this is, oh God, I'm going to go back. Well, let's have a look here. It's about 47% last time I looked. Um, but there was a, a review by a guy. I'm trying to find it now. Basically, uh, I'll, I'll find his name in a minute, but he, he summed it up absolutely perfectly for Eternals. He said, this is the MCU's first DCEU film. Yep. And uh, Edwin Arn- Arnodin uh, from Asheville Movies said that, and I think that was very, very apt. Yeah. I thought halfway through, this could be a Snyder film, and I'm going to get all the Snyder fans kicking off now, but the the overindulgence, the the long length time, <laughs> yeah. the poor character I'm gonna, development. I'm going to break that. Snyder films are way better than this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know why? Because he can direct action. He can direct action. I think we've said that a million times. He's yeah. a great action director. Yeah. Um, anything else from you, sir? No, just about how utterly, utterly disappointed and I am devoid of any emotion right now. So we've got uh, Ghostbusters coming out uh, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, what about a double bill? So we'll do Ghostbusters trilogy next week next episode quadrilogy well we'll do no we'll do the three and then the following week we'll review right okay yeah yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll look back and we'll look back at the uh, in fact i'll tell you what for prosperity and for our creative art i think i'm gonna have to watch some episodes of the real ghostbusters cartoon as well do you know what i i will take that plunge as well yeah i it's got to be done it's got to be done so we're gonna we're gonna watch some uh some old ghostbusters some new Ghostbusters. And I'll and tell the story about me getting uh, the Ray Winston toy. Yeah, absolutely. You can tell us that one as well. Um, yeah. What's happening on, on our Instagram, Carl? Oh, yep. Maybe next week. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at PodMovieChef, uh, where you can see bi-weekly tweets from me when I can remember to tweet things. Um, and me and me shouting at random people, yeah. And you shouting at random people. Uh, so get ready to bust some ghosts next week. Uh, the following week we're going to do Ghostbusters Afterlife and then probably into that we're going to get into our Christmas season and do Home Sweet Home Alone. Uh, i got to do a quiz, quiz, quiz. We're going to do a Christmas quiz. quiz. We have to do a Christmas quiz. Okay. It's annual now, that one year we did it. I've got an idea. Why don't we go up against each other? But who's going to be the quiz master? We'll ask each other questions that we write ourselves. Nah, I don't know. Just... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we're going to do it. Okay. Or I can find some one of them. There's a homeless guy that lives over the street under, under a tree. That homeless guy who shouted at the girl for clapping? Yeah. <laughs> we can get probably him. get him. Yeah, yeah, we'll get him. 
Um, so anyway, look, thank you for joining us. I've enjoyed that. That was a good fan. Rip into pieces eternals. <laughs> Poor Chloe Zoe. She's probably listening to this going, go on fucking two fat cunts fucking talking about me. Fuck you. I'm going to make the greatest Marvel movie ever now. I, you know what? Every time, if I was a director who'd made a film like Eternals, every time I hear somebody give me shit for what I'd made, I'll look at my bank balance. Yeah. And go, yeah, it's all, it's all all right. Yeah. It's all about the fucking Benjamins. Um, fuck Harry Styles. You want to fuck Harry Styles? No, no, just fuck him in general. Okay. That ain't really upset me. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Yes, I see you crying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel your broken heart. To play the part If you let me be Can have the best of